and welcome to Master Manual, a podcast for DMs, GMs, and just wannabems and other stuff too. I'm Spencer Crittenden and I'm your host with the most and I'm not alone because I got uh, the best, the best uh, corner man in the industry, the Merlin of Mount Gox, the, uh, the completely fungefree, uh, no funges uh the you know the one of a kind is what i'm saying the uh, the trashiest ape to ever grace a jpeg uh i'm talking about kevin day i'm sorry how's it going kevin day uh, i'm doing good i'm good I, I like that intro i'm gonna use a lot of those i think to refer to myself now yeah i gotta come up with more uh nft specifics to keep me in the game but uh yeah what we're we gonna do on the show today kevin we got abed geeth is here uh we're gonna be talking to him um and coming up after that we got deep in conversation with jeff davis on the depths of the comedy sphere but first i got two you know, this is a podcast. You know how podcasters, they sometimes uh, host podcasts with other podcasters. They kind of like guests, you know, on each other's podcasts and stuff. This is kind of like one of those situations. Um, specifically because I am doing that. Um, I have two guests that are podcasters. A podcast called No One Can Know About This. A podcast that I listened to. Uh, a podcast that I found via Twitter somehow through random coincidence, um, a podcast about final fantasy. I've got, I'm going to introduce you in order so the fans can get, you know, your voice a little bit. First, we got Jeff Ekman, um, alphabetically, I believe, right? Yes. Yep. Hi, that's me. Hey, that's Jeff. We got Jeff in this corner and in the opposite corner, uh, fighting for our pleasure tonight against each other (laughs) and, and, arm to arm combat no fist touching allowed uh we got ryan kazmiski thank you spencer uh thanks for having us it's great to be here and i can't wait to draw some blood for your pleasure yeah so we're gonna be what's what's tonight's weapon um no okay uh so 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 okay the microphone (laughs) the the, you know there's not there's got to be like a, a pen is mightier than the sword kind of uh for the mic wisdom yeah for mm-hmm. for podcasting era you know yeah i don't know Speech. but uh how do how do i know you guys how how, how did we meet exactly you well, you uh, dm'd us on twitter didn't you i think he just I tweeted s- at us oh <laughs> good show and then i dm'd him being like i'm a huge fan i can remember because jeff was a big fan of yours and he was like you'll never guess who got in touch and i was i i had heard of you and was a, was i like you and i'm very i'm glad we're friends I'd shown him harman so quest thrilled jeff was so thrilled it was really <laughs> exciting well yeah spencer, i'm sure this has got to happen a lot where people are like oh my god it's spencer people are like who and you're like no you know spencer he's from the and they're like what and they're like no he's this guy <laughs> no i definitely so knew he's more just i definitely guy? knew more of you i had watched harman quest no, yeah yeah well i had like i was a fan of harman town way back from pretty early in its run and it was your D segment then that made me go i should try to find a D group and, and play because this game sounds awesome. And I wound up finding a group that included Ryan and Ryan and I now make this podcast together. And then we wound up meeting you because of the podcast. And so the full circle 
The circle finished. is so fucking complete that it's unbelievable. Yeah, I forgot that uh, Jeff is my writing partner now, uh, and we met because you play D&D, Spencer, so thank you. Yeah. Thank All you. right, so Kevin, we got that. We got that. Send that to the lawyers, and I think <laughs> we will be able to get royalties on anything that comes out of these guys going forward. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, okay, so 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 you met playing uh, D&D. What was the D&D group that you met at? What was the deal? Like, how did that form? Like, what? how did that come into existence? Ryan, you were in it before I was. How did it well, form? Uh, so there was this guy, Alex, who is a friend of both of ours, who was the DM. And I happened to have a friend who like was friends with his girlfriend, I think. And I, I was lucky enough to get vi- invited into this group. Like he was itching to play. So he was just trying to pull people in. Yeah. I remember early on, it was like, there would be like a rotating chair. That was somebody who was trying to get to stay and nobody would. And eventually Jeff sat down. Uh, yeah, but the I group stayed. was kind of like, it was completely hodgepodge it was like not anyone who knew each other from work really or anything it all just kind of came together because i think alex's girlfriend was asking around yeah. does anyone play D D? I i uh yeah. that was how i wound up joining um her name's ariel and i mm-hmm. worked with her and she was like yeah my boyfriend's a dm you should come hang out and then i was like this game kicks ass so he was the dm of that game yeah yeah for for well- years what was it like? What were your characters? Um, I, I had a gnome oh, alchemist okay. uh, named Woodward, and he had a wizard named Rune. And eventually, like, we wanted to spin our characters off to write a TV show about the two of them starting like a Weasley's. Just like Weasley's. every every D&D group. <laughs> yeah, a Weasley's Wizard Wheezy's type store of in the fantasy world was the idea. What ended up happening in the game was we both, our characters were friends and it ended up going wrong because like he died and I, I was like, no, we're going to completely derail the campaign to take over a casino to get the money we need to bring him back to life. And our DM was just wow. like, okay, this game's over now. New yeah. characters, everybody. We blew up the game. <laughs> he didn't want to run a casino. He didn't want to do the spreadsheets. Well, he had all these ideas that we would never follow. Look, we uh, were being horrible. We were being horrible yeah. to, the, to him. We should have gone along with the, with the with the campaign. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds fun, though. I mean, you know, even even just, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't been a player in too many games. And just being able to fuck around and be like, ah, no, we do a casino. <laughs> well, when I, because when I, it was the first game I had played in. And when I first started playing, I didn't even really understand that he had a module. Like, I thought this was improv, pretty much. I was like, oh, we're just going to completely go in whatever direction anybody wants to. And that's like how it works. And he would really mm-hmm. allow that to happen. Like, he yeah. wouldn't really work to get us back onto the track that he had. <laughs> and then I, and I remember a few months in, like, all of us showing up to a game. And he sat us down and he was like, I'm going to talk to you all about why this is happening. And we were like, what are you talking about? Like having drinks, like partying. And he's like, you're all going to die tonight. And it's because you've been really rude to me. And we were all like shocked. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, felt Shit. pretty bad. Hey, but we, we survived actually. He threw it at us and we made it through. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like some healthy boundaries being <laughs> expressed. You know, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and i was always like i wonder what it would be like if uh spencer were the dm and now we play a game with you as the dm and it's not it's admittedly not that great so it's pretty um, great 
I'm having we're a playing, good time. We've been playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, um, uh-huh. which is an adventure module that they released a couple years ago at this point. I don't know. But it's something that I haven't run in its entirety, but I've been interested in. I've run pieces of it um, a couple times. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just an official D&D module that they're hyping for a while. And it kind of has some flaws because there's just i might have talked about this before but there's just the motivation to do what the quest of the adventure is which is heist the dragons or whatever (laughs) is not something that's directly presented in any meaningful way other than you catching up in the in the chase in the hunt like you know imagine this happened to you in, in real life is someone's like oh my god did you hear somewhere in the city of LA, like uh, uh, Jeffrey Katz or what Katzenberg is, uh, you know, has hid, you know, like $5 billion. (laughs) Wow. What (laughs) a weird guy. (laughs) You need to find this, this Emerald tablet that tells you what, how to find the keys and you need to get the keys. And you know, you, if, if you just heard that was happening around town, you wouldn't go, Oh, I have a, a heroes slash adventurers obligation to find this money. Certainly it's like, Oh, that's interesting. But you know, it's there's, first of all, it's kind of like, you know, it's someone's talking about it. It's a legend. It's hidden money, you know, hidden treasures aren't always going to be found. You know, it's just not, it's it never like in the adventure, it doesn't really connect with what the heroes are doing. Um, well, we found so, ourselves in one session, like, at the treasure and suddenly realize like why are we here yeah and i guess right. if your characters aren't motivated just by the treasure then that's not enough <laughs> right which it's not just a treasure it's not like hey go get this treasure it's just like and also there's a treasure you know it's <laughs> like it's it's really not framed in a way that's prime for the adventurers to care about it specifically i mean you know again like i, I in our sessions what was happening is uh you kept being like well what's going on and i'm like it's the treasure and then you're like why is the treasure and i'm like it's just there's a treasure and it's like there's not really better answers than that is like what's happening it's like these people are caring about the treasure right now do you want to care about that it's like yeah i guess if this guy's running away because of it i guess i'll shoot him in the head uh but you know i'm not you know if it's just if it's nothing or the treasure nothing's not that bad you know it's so it's well i'm I'm, uh, uh I've got a character who's very job motivated, but not money motivated. And nobody has asked us to get the treasure as a job. So it's kind of a conundrum <laughs> for him. Yeah. Just, can we spoil parts of the module or is that like, yeah, the module is old at this point. I mean, just know that it's being spoiled at this point, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Well, just, we found ourselves at the treasure and there was like a, dwarf in front of it who we realized was definitely a gold dragon and we were just like we're we know we're supposed to take this gold and somehow fight this dragon probably but we have no ideas and we're not going to just fight him like there's no reason to just fight him and eventually someone did and he got punished for it pretty bad we all got punished for it that was whatever we don't need to get into our own game we're going to play another game here anyway (laughs) but yeah we, we we screwed up but that's why the game is fun it was fun it It was was bad news um but so again to get in a a little bit about the specifics you guys have a podcast now i follow an actor writer 
uh, who knows what else named Rachel Bloom. And one time I saw on her little profile, it says, you know, Rachel follows blank and, and blank. And I just saw a little icon and it said, no one can know about this. And I was like, no one, why not? Why can no one know about this? And I, I find this podcast where it's like, oh, they're playing Final Fantasy. I'm like, Final Fantasy? Why can no one know about that? I know about Final Fantasy. Am I am I breaking their premise? You know, and so I check out the podcast and you guys are playing all these games. Who knows how many games you guys have played and, and are playing? You know, it's crazy. All in so many different types. <laughs> um the the you know, do you guys want to talk about what you do podcasting wise? Sure. sure. Yeah. First to answer the question when we named it, no one can know about this. It's because we li- we we record all of the raw audio of playing a whole Final Fantasy game and we were listening, we were thinking about it late one night, and Jeff said, like, nobody can ever hear this. I don't know why we've been recording this. Well, because it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it was humiliating. Like this, we what we found is that we ended up with tons of humiliating audio that makes us laugh a lot yeah Um, (laughs) we uh we wanted to do we were kind of interested in let's plays on twitch and we also were really into podcasting but like it felt like every podcast was two guys in on microphones unedited for an hour talking about video games that they like so we decided to mix the two see if you Mm -hmm. could do a uh let's play in an audio only format and it turns out you can i if you spend six months editing like every episode yeah i think shit town the np like that had just come out and yeah, we were like, yeah. why aren't there any like documentary style <laughs> video game podcasts? yeah so for the first season we played final fantasy one and we recorded ourselves playing it and we wound up with like more than 40 hours of audio of us playing it which we <laughs> turned into six hour-long episodes or like 45 minutes or whatever uh, that were like supposedly coherent, <laughs> told a, a story of our journey. And we wound up finding this kind of format where you can edit your own stuff. And then we, it, so you hear the audio, the gameplay, and then we come in and voice over from the editing bay and, and talk about our terrible choices in our lives that led us to making a podcast like this. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, so just to talk about it real quick, like you, you, you play the games with a kind of like in, in room mic, that's like picking up the activity and the room Uh noise and, you know, you guys talking and laughing and your dog and stuff. And, and so that sounds like one level of audio. And then occasionally you break that with like, like talking head style segment or something where, or a confessional from like reality TV where you're like, you know, explaining stuff that the viewer would have just heard or is about to hear and so that's kind of what it is is this dual layer experience of this kind of like almost post analysis and then the in-game kind of experience um sorry but i cut you off ryan um i forgot what i was gonna say it's okay that's cool (laughs) um so you started with final fantasy one well why was it final fantasy um, well, I was just going to, oh yeah, I remember I was going to say like at the time nice. we're, you know, aspiring writers, TV writers, and we were like writing scripts, but it's like to show to who to practice hypothetically right? and listening to all these podcasts. And we, it just became like, it became so necessary that we just do something that other people could experience and react to. And it also just turned out to be this like amazing place to like hone our own voice. Cause we're just constantly like basically editing and editing and editing things yeah. that we 
Oh shit! Oh no! Ryan's uh, cutting out. What? What, what was the all thing? You were also like editing us, something. Uh, oh, it, it's it's it was a my internet connection is unstable. Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh my god, out. that's my fault. Yeah, come closer to me. We're in the same place. So uh, now it's time for the <laughs> ultimate reveal. If you're in the audience, you just closer and, and go to the internet. You're gonna go into the room with the guinea pigs and the fish. Yeah, kind of smells in there. Right. This whole time we've been pretending you guys have just been in separate locations, but always we've been um Ryan's been like going through all your records, you know, like that like boxer, that closet of files. Like they're just going through and looking for weird loopholes that they can uh, blackmail you with. But oh. to get back to your question that I didn't answer, this started because <laughs> we we felt like we should be doing something productive, but we were wasting literally all of our time playing Final Fantasy twelve. Um, yeah, like, like we got to a point where we fought, you know, a boss that took nine hours or something for us to complete. And we were like, what is the point of this? We should at least be making something out of it. Yeah, um, right. it was one of those like, it is maybe we turn our free time into work somehow and make it worthwhile to have been playing all these games for so long. And one day years ago, I like woke up and I was like, Ryan, I want to play a JRPG. And he was like, we got to play Chrono Trigger. And so we had mm. this amazing experience playing this game. And it felt like uh, just fun, the way that we were interacting with one another. It felt like writing, even though it wasn't writing. Right. And, uh, but you were like, this is an entertaining kind of like activity. There's something entertaining here, but like, I don't want to just do a Twitch channel or something. And yeah, yeah we, we like moved on to play Final Fantasy 12 and there's an optional boss called Yizmat that we spent like nine hours beating. And it was like, what is compelling us to do this? We have to explore that. And like, people watching, I know you can do it faster than that. I don't need to hear about how it's done faster than that. We don't need to hear <laughs> I was going to say we're bad that at playing these games. We that I that. played uh, Final Fantasy 12 and I actually beat Yizman in about an hour. So. <laughs> well, great. Good for you. Well, send us an email then, Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Kevin, we have a couple guests in the Zoom lobby waiting room that also beat it in less time. So we're going to actually hear from. <laughs> I'm aware everybody beat it in less time. <laughs> Wait till you get to the because when we did Final Fantasy seven, we grinded for the optional boss in that game in a way that like we hear about still like, why did you guys do that? There's an easier way. And it's like yeah. not. No, there wasn't. Okay? That's another important not element us. for the people at home who haven't listened to our show. Uh, we record ourselves breaking ourselves playing this like we try to push ourselves past insanity yeah in season two we uh played until like 10 a.m one night and it it's interesting what happens to your brain when you're playing a final fantasy game for that long and not able to beat but it's all worth it when we get to the editing bay and we have all this just like ludicrous audio of us like arguing <laughs> about like yeah and, like, and that's the thing like when when you would come in as an audience member to yell at us for our dumb mistakes we come in and voiceover and yell at our past selves for our really dumb mistakes <laughs> do it right. for you. and then the audience can still say the same thing you, they, they could still lobby the same complaint that you yourselves did uh if anything to get out ahead of it and prevent them from doing that maybe <laughs> yeah often yeah that's often it i'm like we're we're gonna eat it on this one but yeah so you guys know kevin right kevin to say hi hey hi, kevin 
know him from the from listening to the show yeah so kevin is actually training his way up to be a new co-host because we've been having some trouble uh in staffing and so kevin actually has uh between one and two questions for you while i uh clean up some cat shit. so kevin uh go for it real quick um have you guys ever tried doing um you know kind of like a let's play of like a mmorpg of any kind you know like and how would that work we're going to attempt that soon yeah we're we're going to be we've talked about it a lot because final fantasy 11 and 14 are mmos and i think what we're going to do is try streaming 14 yeah so that people can watch along with us because the way that it would work if we did it like the normal show it would never end like yeah. that show you could do that show forever um you would have to split the mmo up into probably sections by expansion pack and even then there's so much content in those i don't know that you could touch it all in yeah the, in with the our format i mean w when it came to final fantasy 7 we had like i think it was 120 almost hours of raw footage that's just the gameplay footage that we then turned into episodes and recorded more and stuff for and like it, the number of hours of recordings that we would have to go through in an MMO uh, is so absurd that we're going to try to take it on by just streaming it at a regular interval interval is the intent. So I was a big player of Final Fantasy 11. Mm -hmm. And really? I know like on that game, particularly travel time is huge. If you're taking a streaming format, how do you handle that? Like, what, do you, do you have like side content you can fill with when you're on a boat that takes 10 minutes to get to where you're going or what, mean, what's your strategy? Our method with the podcast is usually enough silence passes that we then say something hopefully funny. A lot of the show is bet like that travel time actually sounds like it would be great for us because then we would end up just talking about like random bullshit. And that's when the show really gets good. When we when we get into like a pat impassioned argument about like McDonald's uh, McDonald's or the best way to wake up in the morning or or just like, you know, the boring minutia of, of life. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So with our edited <laughs> show, we, we edit out all the long. We cut out all of the breaks. Bad. The, the main thing for an MMO is like um, it would be hard to pick which pieces of content like represent the game because I feel like to people who play them, you know, when you get into that end game, everyone has kind of a different thing they go to do. Do they like grind the highest level stuff? Do they do this? Do they do that? And I, and I feel like what we try to do with the main podcast is convey the journey of the game. And that's so different for everyone playing an MMO. I don't know that it could be boiled down in the same way. I That's agree. That's a great, great questions from Kevin. <laughs> great answers. I definitely know what they were and I was here for them. I was lying. About well, do you have any more questions, Kevin? Um, yeah. I, I mean, following that, you know, like, how do you, are you guys going to each play a character at the same time? It, it, you know, yeah, I think we're going to play it separately and have one of us on like the main show's account, but have you be able to tune into both. And the way I'm, yeah, I, I, ideally, I think we would be on separate characters in the same room together, like yeah. each on our own machine, but in the same place and broadcasting it like that somehow. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, yeah, as a, as a listener, I would listen to that. <laughs> Oh That's shit! Good. Kevin's gonna poach you for his uh, <laughs> uh, Shrub Home Network stream. But uh, 
Well, so yeah, you know, <laughs> Kevin's an interesting guy. Um, isn't that right, Kevin? I, I I hope I am. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, we had a game. Did we do this twice? I feel like we did this just once. Uh, the game of uh, trying to figure out what Kevin's deal is. Um, so I think we should do that. Does that you know? Can we do that? Is that okay? Yeah, I'm yeah, absolutely sure. We got to find out okay. what this guy's deal is. And I'm so sorry for leaving. It's just the cat shit was smelling very bad. And it's <laughs> not, you know, I don't know. And also, you know, Kevin, uh, you guys don't know this, but the Kevin is who the, the real fans are coming for. You know, um, <laughs> we get our podcast number. We get our live video numbers. And no one and knows then we get our deal, Kevin huh? numbers. Yeah. And no one knows. I mean, I think that's, what it's, that's why it's part of his allure. Yeah, um, the mystery. So, yeah, so it's kind of like 20 questions. Um, I don't know. Let's just do 10 questions. Uh, but, you know, ask, ask you know, true or false questions, yes or no, this or that, kind of simplified, you know, easier to answer kind of questions, you know, not like, Kevin, what's your deal? Um, but, yeah, and then let's see if we can find out Kevin's deal. Um, what have we learned before that would be important for you guys to know? He had a computer when he was a tiny baby. He was a tiny baby hacker, essentially. Um, a baby he worked hacker. at Midway. Yeah, he was a, a, a yeah. You hear of black hat ha hackers? Well, this was like, uh, you know that, that the baby helmet hacker. You know, like the helmet for the baby for their head, the fontanelle to not get smashed in. Anyway, uh, we, there's nothing else to know about Kevin. Those are the main details. <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to go first or should I go first and give you the chance to think up a question? I have a question. All right. You gotta, do you have a question. system for organizing dongles that you what, uh, like, like laptop dongles? Yeah. Or? Just various little wires that don't always go on something that you have, or do those just go into like a, a, a no. hole that you don't get them back out of? I literally have, I don't know how many storage boxes full of obscure cables and converters and things like that. Like I'm really big into like obsolete video systems. Like I have VCRs for systems people have never heard of before and tapes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I have so many cables from systems that no longer exist. I, yeah, no, I, I have a room in my basement just full of stuff like that. Do you have a Is catalog that, or like a list? No. And that's the problem. <laughs> I kind of have it organized by era. Like, you know, mm -hmm. this is stuff from the 70s. This is stuff from the 80s. And like, this is, you know, that kind of thing. But even then, that's kind of loose. Got to get a catalog. Yeah. I, or a library. Time. Yes. Yes. Kevin has this unique storage mechanism called having a big fucking house. <laughs> and it, it actually can help you organize large amounts of, mm. yeah, even, even small electrical components. Um, but yeah, what about you, Jeff? You got a question? Um, I just, I, I can't help but like, what is your deal, man? Oh, no. I oh, God. I, shit. Okay, narrow it down a little bit. Deal with what? Um, that thing that's playing behind you on like that little iPad on your desk. What's the okay. deal with that? For, for people who are just listening, um, always behind me over my shoulder, there's this little led device that is just constantly displaying these little like pixel animation things. I don't know. It was some Amazon launch pad thing 
where and people can those like, are all your nfts right that's really cool i wish yeah but no people can submit them and then it just randomly downloads them and plays them and things like that it's called wow. divoom d-i-v-o-o-m on amazon and you so can there's the different deal. sizes that's that's the deal with that that's the deal with that i think it helps us understand kevin's soul a bit more what um, is your favorite physical media format oh <laughs> old obsolete videotapes like I have probably, and I'm not exaggerating, ten thousand videotapes um, wow. in the warehouse and what? my house and things like. Um, I haven't even gone through a lot of it yet, so I try to have how much of this I can tell publicly. Um, like, a friend of mine to... bought. A... Sorry, go ahead. No, just I used to work at ABC <laughs> News. I feel like that's how many tapes we had at the. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine bought a building that used to be owned by a, a large production company that did like post-production for all different movies and TV shows and things like that. And they left behind tons and tons and tons of videotapes in the U-Matic format, which is these giant, yeah. like, you know, oh, wow. giant big videotapes and then Betamax and Betacam and all of this, you know, Betacam was a professional one that sort of took over after U-Matic. And we found things like an unreleased pilot of Seinfeld. I found a lost episode of Cheers um i haven't gone through the majority I wish that of was an yet. episode of cheers about the tv show lost not that yeah. that would be literally possible but <laughs> I, a lost episode of cheers i'm just like yeah hey you guys see this new show lost <laughs> what's this hatch all about norm <laughs> i say he stops doing the numbers I don't I, know, uh, i've never seen cheers i had a friend who once uh he bought like you know 20,000 VHS tapes and he employed me for a while to to list them all <laughs> to li to write them all down. Um so Gavin if see. you need anyone question um, No, I can't. No, never again, please God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have all that like cleaner. I, at one point my bed had enough room for me to curl up in between stacks of boxes of VHS tapes that like went up to the ceiling. Um, but anyway, we're getting to know Kevin here and, um, and his anyone deal. else have questions. Cause I got questions. I got a question, Kevin. Okay. Kevin, why, why do you care so much about this stuff? Huh? Come on. Wait, which stuff specifically? Hey, come like on. The old, the, like come the old on. videotapes and stuff like that. Come on. Come on. All this stuff. Yeah. The all well, yeah, come on. Okay, the way I see it is, you know, there's this a TV pilot, a 30-minute TV pilot that literally 100 people probably worked on and spent weeks, you know, the, the total number of man hours producing this is enormous. And this was somebody's passion. This was somebody doing the best thing they thought they could do. And I probably have the only copy of it in existence in, in a lot of these cases. You know, it's like a pilot that existed back in the 80s that never got picked up. You know, nobody has it anymore. And it's it's gone now. Um, Failed and pilots so, are amazing. You know, stuff like that that uh, I wish, like, if I had made something like that and lost it, I wish somebody out there that found the tape would have gone to the trouble of tracking me down and, and giving it to them, you know? Um, so... Uh, it's so to me it's just that? like I, I have in a lot of cases you know like oh. i found some behind the scenes uh shots from wkrp and before he died i contacted the creator of wkrp hugh wilson and said hey i found all this stuff like i it's him in front of the camera and some of this stuff 
And, you know, like he got very teary and was like, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about this in so long. I haven't seen this. Like, oh, that's Joe, the, the camera guy. I went to his wedding, you know, stuff like that. That's um, amazing. That is know, a, a, wow. That's great. And, you know, fucking Teresa. Every one of these things <laughs> that I've come across like this, when I've been able to find the creator of it or somebody involved in it, and I've reached out to them and said, hey, I found this old tape. Please don't sue me, but I have the only copy of this thing you made. Would you like a copy of it? You don't know how many people are like, I never even saw this thing. Like I worked for three weeks shooting this thing in a jungle somewhere, you know, like one guy and I, I never even saw it. And it, oh, this was man. the first, this was the first thing I ever did as an actor. And I've never even seen it. Thank you so much. So not only am I trying to like reconnect people with stuff like that, but I also am just trying to preserve it because, you know, we went to places like the Smithsonian and the Paley center and all this and said, Hey, we've got TV and movie gold here. Does anybody want it? The answer is a sad, I wish, but we just don't have the, the manpower to deal with oh, it. So this right. sort of has become my hobby of like trying to preserve this stuff before these tapes literally just turn to dust. That's Doing amazing. God's like, work. You, you might even have like old episodes of the tonight show that nobody else. I has do. I have this like giant, that. like <laughs> it's, it's the size of like a large peach, an old four inch quad tape of an episode of the Jack Parr era tonight show that I'm trying to get a, wow. a player for it up to play. I would love you to got so much you got so much completely untouched stuff you might even have some of Jay's tonight show money <laughs> God damn Jay's it. tonight show money that joke is more it. right down my my alley <laughs> I'm um, laughing a thousand times over internally uh, about that joke thank you it was good we could all agree um but we we do have to keep asking questions yeah uh, kevin what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite section at the zoo um the aquarium okay. I, I i used to raise exotic fish when i had a lot more spare time and so i always liked seeing like you know the, the ones they had that i could never have done myself and things like that what did you do after midway i can't remember I've, i know i asked you this but i can't remember um, I left to work at this startup company that was trying to, so I don't know if a lot of people know this, but like back in the nineties, when you went to a hotel, they had these like pay-per-view systems in there and you'd like pick, I want to watch this movie and hit play. What actually happened was somebody in the front desk had a buzzer go off and they had to go put a videotape into a VCR and hit play to let you watch that pay-per-view. So awesome. And for, <laughs> Big hotels, that was a big problem. So we created kind of the first all digital system. Like it was the size of a refrigerator and it had, it could store like maybe 200, 300 movies, but it was able, you know, it was the first system of this kind where you could do on-demand video at a scale of like, you know, hundreds of rooms, each watching their own TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So that, that I worked for a company that built that. Jesus Christ. Anyone have a, have a question? Does Gauntlet have an ending? I do what? not know. Me neither. What does that mean? Well, Gauntlet is a midway game, right? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, right. Okay. the game. Right. No. Am I wrong? Am I just way off base here? No. I anyway. Know. I don't know. Hmm. Oh yeah. Kevin really doesn't hard. know. Yeah, um, I remember. I know we had one. one in our our cafeteria, but I think it was actually produced by the uh, Midway bought Atari. So the home versions were Midway, but I think the arcade version, the actual producer okay. of it, was Atari that we called that Midway West at the time. Well, all the same, we still don't know. Um, 
what yeah else? why can't you tell us if it ended or not that seems like an easy enough question to answer if i knew i would i would tell you <laughs> jeez christ this guy trying to do a show for the nice people what about you jeff uh i think that's seven questions so we got three questions left before the final answer um i just want to go through that tv catalog and see what weird gems might exist learn yeah. about the deal with television how many pairs of shoes do you own <laughs> um so i was the kind of guy that like had like maybe two or three pairs of shoes ever and then someone who I worked with and respect was like, dude, you can't just keep wearing the same shoes all the time. So we, we went shoe shopping and now People I have noticed like, that. Yes. Shit. I, I, I didn't think anyone did. I thought, <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't think anybody noticed, but he did. So like, I probably have like 10 or 15 pairs of shoes now, but yeah, I, only, I still only wear the same two. Talk to you like that. Yeah. You let that affect your life. So heavily. anyway, yeah. well, we got to find this nerd. Um, beat the crap mm. kick them with with the shoes <laughs> kick them with all 10 to 15 pairs of shoes yeah so that's what eight so we got two more <laughs> i got uh, one uh so kevin what is the proudest moment you know of your like what what do you feel like is one of your greatest achievements you know where you're like i fucking did it you know i fucking like you know no one's gonna take this i'm not even gonna necessarily brag about this but you know that's a really good question i don't it's too good i i it is it is it requires I don't some know. thought yeah I, I i mean nothing really is jumping to mind that just stands out of my life as being i am so super proud of this um can, can I pass on this one or come back? Yeah, he knows what it is and he can't say because it's like I fucking cloned the government or something. <laughs> like it's some secret shit. Um, all right. Anyone have a have a last question before we guess guess what Kevin's deal is? I think I might know what Kevin's deal is. Is it better to live well or die well? Um, I think it's better to, to, to live a life with no regrets so that when you die, you know, like on, on your deathbed, you're, you, there's nothing you're going, I wish I had done that differently. Now, is this you know, like willfully well. having no regrets? Like, you know, maybe you could be talked into seeing why you should, you should have regrets, but you're just fucking not going to have them or like. Yeah, I, I think as long as you're doing what you think is right at the time, and I think that's what most people do. I think most of the world is doing what they think is right. You know, yeah. if and if you if do you, that then you can die as shittily as possible <laughs> and it won't it make a big impact and it won't yeah. matter you can yeah i mean i don't know what kind of question real well was. of a bus and i just felt like we could cut to the heart of kevin a little bit here yeah. i'm just you know, saying I think if you live you, well enough you can die horribly right mm -hmm. I, I think as long as you were intentionally doing the right thing i would have no regrets you know i like i've done things at the time that i thought were the right choice that looking back i realized were hurting somebody or things like that you know yeah, yeah. and <laughs> kevin's like flashing back to like a stormy night His <laughs> are we are taking you back to just the <laughs> darkest pits of your soul and you're like but i don't regret it i don't oh my god you know <laughs> I probably could have just uh toned it down that night yeah they can never be undone <laughs> that memory exists in my mind forever it's okay we're all in the same boat yeah. yep yeah, we but, all but uh we're gonna be night. guessing we're gonna have to be guessing what kevin's deal is but that'll be right after this freaking sponsored break um what a tease and then i will say the you know the the traditional 
Um, uh, what's a commercial to make fun of? Hmm. Uh, um, okay. Um, uh, hey there, my name's old Jiminy. And my problem is that when I go to the store to buy various sizes of containers, I feel like I'm overpaying for aesthetic concerns that don't bother me. If only there was a set of containers that made themselves weirdly shaped that I could purchase for discount prices. Well, I got the thing for you. Whoa, who's this now? My name's Double Jeffrey, and welcome to Double Containers. Why are they double, you ask? I do ask. Look at that container. It doesn't look double at all. Ooh, the double container. Container is called that because it's all fucked up and it's all melted. We melt every container with the flamethrower, so you get double the value out of it. You can contain stuff, and you can uh, get it melted. Buy it today! Use the promo code GOBLINFLAKES. Okay, that was... Kevin, we got to talk about some of these advertisers. I mean, I know that, that you... Um, you know, you, I, I know that you didn't want to do advertisers anymore. And I was like, come on, you know, we do need to be making some amount of money. But I think this is what, what is even, what is even, what are we doing here? I don't know. You Ever know? since MeUndies pulled out, it's been awesome. <laughs> Just been better and better. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I stand by ThumbHub and all, you know, all of our fine sponsors, but I don't, I don't know about double containers. It didn't even really sound like the, spokespeople knew I've what they were talking about three of them so okay well all right what were you gonna say so i cut you off right at the end of something who all Me? right yeah you <laughs> I don't, it's I don't fine know. it's fine let's just we gotta we gotta ask what kevin's deal is do you guys have any any final you know like what do you have you divined what kevin's deal is uh, I think Kevin might be our last great hope in the face of a society that's willing to just trash everything and move on. I mean, once this all you know goes bottom up, we can all turn to Kevin to get our archives, our equipment that doesn't work, and our dongles. That's what I've learned. I've hacked into yeah. all of your emails. I'm making backup copies for and you. And he doesn't like looking at. He doesn't doesn't not like looking gorillas at the zoo. But he doesn't go straight to the gorillas, which is like that's what I was looking for. Is just to make sure. It's not some kind of fucking monster. I, I think his, fiend. I think his deal is he's a smart nerd who is pretty easy to work with and people enjoy being around. Like I said, our last great hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are close and maybe you're not entirely wrong, but it turns out that Kevin's deal is actually that growing up, he was so special and beloved and had just the greatest, loveliest life. And he loved his parents and he loved that feeling of being special. And he never had to abandon it because everywhere he went, he was just this special, great guy that everyone loved because he did his job and he did what everyone needs. And he needs to keep feeling that feeling of being a special little boy because he just has had so little of his life, not feeling that way. And so he hoards machines and tapes in the hopes that other people will grant him this crude disgusting pleasure of being this special little boy no. um i think i think that's what his deal is and it, it honestly disgusts me i i can't i can't 
<laughs> I think it's just it's fucked up. I mean, nothing illegal is happening, so I can't really stop him. But you know, I just, I'm glad he opened my eyes. Boy. <laughs> glad he opened my eyes to this sick pervert who's hoarding all like these electronics. Yeah. I feel like we've stumbled on something for Spencer actually. Like he's this is a pain point in Spencer's life. Did did somebody oh. like hurt you? <laughs> Yeah, you have you have I think was what it seems like is just a pleasant family life. So that's always going to just infi- inspire like <laughs> rage in me. Um I'm always like, yeah, that's, you know, and not that I had a very problematic childhood, but it is. I have a lot of jealousy. That's But when a, that's you a see happy people, you just get angry. That's the sure. that the thing. <laughs> yeah, I I get I get really angry and I, you know, I start to lose track of time and i wake up with shreds of clothing missing from my body so it's kevin who has a need to be a special little boy and that anger spencer and spencer wakes up after just a blur with bruised knuckles and missing teeth (laughs) you know we're all we're all finding something yeah but uh no i don't know i think uh yeah i got a lot of jealousy i got a lot of jealousy for a lot of different things um i'm jealous of everyone for i'm jealous of everyone here uh for various reasons that i will not go into today i will save that for another day Uh, when i'm in a really bad mood i'll go get coffee in sort of like my trendy la neighborhood in the morning and just look at everybody with their fucking dogs and their strollers and their shoes more than one pair and it's just all laughing some days you know they're 10 to 15 pairs of shoes (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can tell that's not their only pair okay yeah walking so, their dogs in the in the bike lane ugh, that's for bikes that's for cars <laughs> the bike lane is for cars <laughs> uh, this is out of nowhere but i i always love getting uh, whenever i get mad and i'm i don't even ride a bike I'm like you're not supposed to be in the bike lane anyway <laughs> the bike lanes for cars um okay so i think it's time for a little life update you guys uh you've had you know long and satisfying lives up to this point so and we haven't talked to you before on the show so you know your life update can be as long or as short as you want but you got any life updates i moved into a house with my girlfriend wow how's that handle this segment (laughs) i've got some (laughs) life updates sure yeah i got a giant tortoise uh that lives here um right well, like I'm, tr- I'm now getting into gardening and yard work. I googled what is composting today. <laughs> uh, what? Okay, apparently so what you is turn composting? dirt into soil. Look, you layer the dirt with the food, and you make it all wet, and you put it in a big bin, apparently, and then it like gets cooking for a while it cooks. it cooks and it like is warm they they were like if it's over 100 degrees fahrenheit like you know it's done or something and i was <laughs> like i don't know that they they were like there's different tiers of done this it's going to be mm-hmm. done on the bottom before it's done on top but you should like mix it up sometimes and Some people uh, are always like i want it well done with ketchup and they're like what mm-hmm. the fuck <laughs> like uh, composting and uh yeah. But, like, I'm drowning in herbivore shit, which apparently is the best fertilizer for composting. Because this giant tortoise 
produces more giant shits than I could ever explain. And then so, I have yeah, no, we, we glossed over this, which produced nearly as much as the tortoise. We glossed over this. You have a giant tortoise. Now, how heavy would you say it is? Like 200 pounds, 300 yeah, pounds? Something like two to 300 pounds. I don't think I could lift it up if I had to. I mean, he maybe. got himself like stuck on a rock today, and I went like to try to like help him off of it, and he like pivoted his whole body like on it, uh, mm. and then like slid off, and he was like, "Oh, thank you," and like kind of got himself back going again. He's really cool because he definitely has a personality, mm-hmm. and he's slow uh you know but it doesn't stop him he's not so slow it's like this is going to take forever you can kind of see his thought process because he's like cruising around and reacting to things Mm -hmm. but you know it's not at this like uh whip-like pace that a lot (laughs) of animals kind of react and perceive you know so he has a really interesting energy as a result you know like he does what you would consider like running around the yard it's just like it it is pretty fast it's just like he's a tortoise you know ryan and i have talked about this like people forget the tortoise won that race sure yeah you know they're fucking fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is an inside joke <laughs> the tortoise won the race but against the hair and i don't know you know i mean there's a lot to learn from him no one no one is willing to that's one of the things that's so fucked up about this country (laughs) is that no one's willing to admit that the tortoise actually won that race right no one examines this parable uh closely enough i mean the hare is like yeah like he's not taking time to experience his life and then he blows it all isn't it these sicko libs (laughs) they're trying to introduce new sexual archetypes into the marketplace you know such as fastest animals uh-huh. it's it's you know it's because they can't compete on even terms so of course they gotta you know rig the game oh it just makes me sick some of these libs you guys but um the libs are know. at it again yeah <laughs> what about you though ryan you got a life update so i've been trying to make friends with the crows in my neighborhood uh mm-hmm. I like to walk around in the mornings and like throw them peanuts and fortune cookies and stuff. And over the past weekend, I don't know if this is because of me or a coincidence, but they've been circling (laughs) around my house all weekend in a giant group. (laughs) And I'm hoping that that's a permanent thing. I don't think so. I think it's, I think I I gotta be honest. I, I think that it's unrelated, but I, it's at least the first hopeful sign in this endeavor. Well, you think it's unrelated. What do you think caused it? It could be seasonal. You know, it looks like they're doing something up there. You know, they're all kind of like in a bigger group than normal. Who knows could, I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know what they're doing, you know, and then when I try to get their attention, they don't like look at me or come down to look for food. So, yeah. But I think you know, they're, I, I think they're building something. I don't see the harm in letting myself believe the delusion that they're there for me when I wake up in the mornings, at least for a little while. I, I mean, think that's if, the truth of the world. Like, you know, if, there's no harm in letting yourself believe something that doesn't harm anybody. Hey, as that's long fantastic. as your delusions are harmless, you're yeah. own. <laughs> I think that if you wake up and there's crows circling above your house, I think you're at least well within your rights to be like, this could be related to something I'm doing or something, you know, <laughs> happening here. I think that's at least reasonable. But uh, 
I got I got a life update, you guys. What did I do? What's my life update? I um went to the doctor. Yeah, I have shit. talked about I've talked about um I had a heart monitor glued to my chest for a while and it uh i had to take it off and it was stuck on there really hard they give you this adhesive pad or uh anti-adhesive pad i guess like a bag a bag uh, a pad of solvent like a wet nap but with solvent industrial grade solvent for um ripping this thing off your chest that's supposed to stay for multiple days and i mailed it um oh that's haley right that's haley is a regular on so, my podcast but yeah i was gonna say so jeff and and and, and ryan they have this podcast and on the podcast is Haley, uh their dog or not not their dog it's jeff's, jeff's dog. dog and uh, um and she's like a, a common fixture she's some say she's you know the the fourth character you know or the third <laughs> right <laughs> there's only two of us <laughs> well i that's not the not the way i count it but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, she sometimes she's so excited she shuts off the Nintendo when we haven't saved in a long time. Right? Yeah. Didn't that happen? Like that happened Every more than more than seasons. Yeah, it, it happened, happened like of the first few seasons for sure. Well, yeah, that NES was very fickle. Mm -hmm. That was actually my first email to you guys. My first DM was, you know, you can actually. Uh, put a dog proof cover in front of your <laughs> console button. Um, which I'm sure was really respected and appreciated, but no. Uh, so, uh, so, okay. I mailed the thing in. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard back from the fucking sleep study shit that they, they put on my uh, head, but I took a picture of it and posted it on Twitter. And someone's like, Hey, I looked up your sleep study <laughs> because there's like a barcode or a serial number or something. I don't Whoa. know. You know, it could have been lying or something who knows, but it said like, it looks like you have a hard time getting to sleep. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you got this big fucking thing on your head that's talking to you while you're trying to sleep, but I don't know. So I haven't heard back about that. Um, but also you've got did, like random people in the world checking your sleep results. That'll keep you up. Hey, right. Well, you know, if he learns anything, I'd be, I'll be the first one to know, you know, if he's <laughs> like, Hey, you should go to sleep two minutes earlier. I'd be like, well, you know, this guy cares more about this than anyone else on the planet. So like, <laughs> uh but but so i ha i went to get a stress test and echogram or a stress echo i don't know the thing is i thought they were two tests and then they talked to me like they were one test or they were related tests and then i don't i didn't know what to make of it then so because like i don't know if it's one or two tests jeff knows uh medical stuff you know anything about about stress echo i'm i don't actually i once was an emt my girlfriend's a doctor. She knows the stuff. Uh, I know that like with stress tests, sometimes they'll have you go on the treadmill, like until you kind of can't. And that's like one version mm -hmm. of a stress test. And I think that that's separate from an echocardiogram and then an echocardiogram, which is, can be separate from the stress test is which, cause I had one a few weeks ago, you go right. and you lay down and they do an ultrasound with like some very fancy extra imaging on like the way the blood is flowing through your heart. And then I think mm -hmm. they like take these gifts and they put together like a 3d image of your heart beating and like these little, like two beat gifts. And then, mm -hmm. um, I didn't get a gif. <laughs> <laughs> Mine came as an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't um, that right, Kevin? 
But I'm, I'm imagining, and I don't know what I'm talking about, that you had some kind of combo of those two tests where they like got your heart going and then echocardiogrammed it to see how it looks when it's a little bit elevated. Yeah, I don't know. Sound off in the comments if, um, you know, if you think I should be doing anything differently with my health. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need more Mountain Dew in your life. Yeah. That's what I think would that's, help your health. People have loved to chime in on that in the past. So yeah, that's that's one I've heard. Anyway, so they get me they get me doing the echogram laying on my side. They're saying, uh, I wasn't gonna tell you not to breathe. You gotta stop breathing, not like take a deep breath and then stop breathing just immediately when I say it, you gotta not be breathing anymore. And so I was like, okay, um, I did it. And then they put me on the treadmill and I was like, okay, I'm going to run. And they're like, no, you're just going to walk uphill, which I didn't know if that was like, because I'm fat and like out of shape or if it's just like, they found out that, oh, an incline at a walking speed is better than, uh, than just running. I don't know. I'm sure it's because I'm fat. Um, but it took the machine way too long to boot up. Like, uh, they're like saying it's, it's not supposed to take this long. And they, Oh, it takes longer when you boot it up from this, in this mode. And they were just having a conversation about how long it was taking to boot up. And I don't know, it happens too often that I'm in the doctor and I'm paying, you know, way too much money for some sort of diagnostic or something. And you get this fucking 10, 20 year old machine. And it's like, what is the money even like, what's even happening? I'm using this fucking thing. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, the thing is they don't look great too. If it was like a, 20 year old machine that looked like fucking good but it like it looks like a fucking 1994 like gateway pc monitor or something level tech you know it's not like oh my god look at anyway um yeah all the so, medical stuff has that cheap like hp plastic feel to it yeah it just feels so even the new stuff feels really out of date but i don't know it's just i keep feeling like the the head thing was made into the like the headband sleep test thing was made in 2014 and i'm like come on man give me like a 2018 model at least it's like i don't need it to be the newest shit but come on i mean what am i what am i doing um well, anyway I, I think it trickles down through hospitals where like you know hospitals will with a 30 year old machine will be like oh shit this one's 20 years old sweet and like the highest end hospitals are out there with like you know 2040 shit right now yeah it's 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 fucked up and the worst thing about it is they should be lowering the prices once they pay off the equipment because they're always like, Oh, it's just how much the equipment costs. And it's like, but then that doesn't explain why it stays that big. I mean, cause at the very least use that money to buy it. Once you earn a new machine, just buy a new machine. It's like, if that's what it's paying for, fucking pay for it. That's fine. Anyway. Um, but I, I went on the thing. <laughs> I was walking up a hill. It was tiring. My heart rate is, is normally a high heart rate. It went up to 160, which is probably bad. I don't know, but it felt okay. Uh, the guy, the thing is they were just kind of watching me and it felt very much like I had to wait for like, before the guy came in for whatever reason, I just had to wait. I guess he was busy, whatever. So I was just waiting with like my shirt off and like these electrodes stuck all over my body like for for literally 20 30 minutes which the waiting whatever it's, it's fine but just being without my shirt on you know and like uh nurses would come in every every so often i'm like yep still in here still just look like a big fucking bag of goop like it's it's just a nightmare and then like there's three people watching me run 
up this very slight incline or walk up this very slight incline and getting you know more and more winded and uh, they're just kind of watching me not really saying anything and i'm just like feel like they're just like be like wow this guy is is he gonna stop he must he's about he must be about to have a heart attack or whatever or you know like wow he can't even do this like i don't know what they're thinking but i feel like probably sitting there going like when the fuck is this guy just gonna get winded already like i thought this would be enough i want him to be done now (laughs) i think they're thinking his money is going to my paycheck and that's what he's paying for i just remember the only echocardiogram i got i was in the hospital it was somewhat of an emergency situation and the nurse just kept looking at me going like it's gonna be fine and then looking at the echo Mm. the screen and then looking really (laughs) afraid and then looking at me being like i mean you shouldn't worry and i was like i'm not I know there was faster. only, I know there was only one thing going through the minds of those three people that day, and that was just the cold other truth that I serve only one master, baby, and that's cold hard cash. <laughs> that's the only thing those people were thinking that whole time. This machine's no, already paid off. I feel like they did have a little bit of a vibe like, wow, he's still going or whatever, because I was just kind of like, I was panting, but I was trying not to like collapse or like look like I was struggling. You know, I was just trying to keep up the pace without expending too much energy because I didn't know how long it was going to be or not be. And then he was, and then, um, and then I think, I don't know if he said something first or I said something first, but at some point, like I was, he was like, oh, do you want to stop? And I was like, I mean, I could stop. I could keep going. Uh, is it better for the test if I keep <laughs> going you know like i don't know like what what needs to what are we trying to accomplish and have i or have i not done that you know and um but i didn't say all that i said a a very small amount of that and they're like yeah you could stop and then i stopped and then it was just uh me gasping on my side while they took uh nfts of my my heart (laughs) and uh, they kept telling me not to breathe and it was it's you know it's tiring to be gasping for breath and then be told not to breathe it was it was manageable but it's uh i don't know i have this whole problem with air uh the thing about air is that we we should we should be getting a lot of it we should have all the air you know like if you're swimming you don't get all that air but we deserve it we deserve the air the whole time even if we're swimming and that's my dead dog damn man Uh, you gotta you gotta get that thing from like the abyss where you get immersed in the oxygenated water and then you could just be in a water 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 air suit all the time i think about that technology from that movie so often and i would venture to guess that a lot of people do like it's probably up there like if you could like search all the analytics of people's brains or whatever you know i think that would be a spike with that that liquid air it's a cool thing they really harmed a mouse because I think that mouse act, I think that shit's real. And well, there's that like scene where they like put the mouse into it. And I think like they really put a mouse into that stuff. I don't know. And it killed him, but it's supposed to be fine. I think the mouse winds up fine. Yeah. So I've heard my whole life that people have said like, Oh, you know, that's actually real, but you know, yeah, I think they can get a mouse to breathe it. And they did that. But like it like thinks it's drowning for a minute, you know, it like survived, but it wasn't like you put, he didn't have a good time. Oh, it is real. You can, they have this liquid that's, Mm -hmm. that's, I think it's used, is it used for like underwater welding? Like you have to dive so far down or I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think human beings can use this. But no, Um, the, the liquid air stuff. Yeah. The stuff from the abyss. 
Am I, is this just like fake shit that I have in my head that I think is real? It's not even. You might be thinking of Ed Harris going deep. No, no, using, using like, instead of like oxygen, like gas, you use like a liquid underwater. So your lungs don't explode because of the, isn't that. I think that was part of it. I'm backing out of this. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck I'm talking about or what. No, but Kevin, Kevin's an expert in this. I'm positive that you can, you can breathe oxygen water. Yeah. What's the verdict, Kevin? Can you breathe oxygen water? I actually did just look into this like a couple months ago because we had the same discussion with somebody else. This fucking guy. They did (laughs) develop that. It would work, but for only limited amounts of time because the problem is the carbon dioxide that you breathe out would stay right around your mouth. You keep mm. breathing it back and you would need something that was constantly circulating it. And so mm. like in a scuba suit or something like that, that wouldn't really be possible because you would end up with carbon dioxide, you know, contaminated liquid so close to you. And then the pro- uh, second problem is how to switch that back to air is not something yeah. that you can survive right now. Okay. I remember so it's not, a thing, where it's it was not like, a thing that people do. It, it, it's apparently possible, but, Nobody's decided it was important enough to make it work. You might be Got thinking it. about breathing out as you ascend because your lungs do expand. I'm definitely not expand. thinking of that because it's okay. nothing like inhaling liquid to live. Yeah, no, nobody's yeah. doing that. <laughs> well, I do want to take this time to make a formal apology. Um, last episode, it did not go as I planned. Um, there's, there's some difficulties. And as a result, we failed to, uh, bring you our faithful recurring segment, which was the news corner or whatever Uh the fuck it was called, um, I think is the name of the segment. And so we are going to rectify that now and hopefully forever. We will never miss another, another bit of, of that. So Kevin, do you got the music? Kevin does not have the music. Oh, there it is. Okay. No, this is the wrong music. Oh, it is. This is the starting music. Hello and welcome to. Okay. This guy is drinking some liquid oxygen or whatever we were talking about. Anyway, that's right. It's the freaking the news with the Spencer's news and whatever it's called. And in the news today, the Nazis are at it again. Um, Let's just talk about Steve Bannon got indicted. Maybe double indicted. I don't know. You know, fucking good. uh, Finally. Yeah. We're not going to that meeting. You know, bad guys, they get indicted. Like, good guys just get straight up murdered, and then bad guys get indicted, and then maybe they'll end up being found guilty someday. But the main thing that happens to bad guys is they get indicted, and then that's more or less the end of it. But that's the freaking news. And, you know, we'll be back on the hour on the half, and as it breaks, (laughs) to bring you the news of the world and the nazis and whether they are or aren't at it again and thanks to gastinod for the fucking music gasty old gasty he told me his name i was like don't tell me your fucking name that ruins it you're gastinod and uh thank you so much uh to the music and uh and uh yeah maybe kevin will uh say hi to you later i don't know what i'm promising or why but uh what uh we lost we lost the timer but we're running out of time folks is that true 
Oh, yeah, we, we got two and, two and, and, half and minutes a half left. minutes. Okay, so okay, great. So like I said, we got Abed on. Um, Kevin, do you want to patch Abed in? <laughs> oh yeah, there's so much more show that you promised. Right. Yeah, I did. Uh, sorry guys, we lost Abed. Okay, so Abed. Um, oh, we lost him. What do you yeah. mean? Uh, he he's I I hit the wrong button. He's gone. Huh. Well, we're going to have to have him back. Um, I do still have an extra bottle of Mountain Dew gingerbread snaps with his name on it. So hopefully we'll be able to get to the bottom of that. Um, thanks again to our guests. Do you have anything you want to promote? Talk about anything? Uh, no one can know about this as a podcast. That's a, a fun you know, trip down Final Fantasy lane. Yeah, go check out our podcast. We're well, heavily edited. Um, and we're, we're proud of that show. We put a lot of time and it's, effort into it. it. It began as something that we were like, what the fuck are we doing? And became the thing I'm definitely most proud of. <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. We do want Go to check it out. We it just now. finished doing final fantasy eight. We've done final fantasy one, two, four, six, and seven and eight. Um, yep. Those are them. Not in that order, but yeah, I recommend dming them and asking them to be friends <laughs> we're also just down to hang out you know yeah, if, if you're not you, doing anything on saturday and want to sit at the park yeah spencer can yeah. bring a volleyball net we can feed fortune cookies to crows and prepare for our great. lives as insane homeless people yeah. in 10 to 20 mm -hmm. years thank you for having us on spencer yeah really for sure good. but yeah we gotta play we gotta play volleyball again i've been really itching to play volleyball for about 23 seconds and then have to sit down because i can't see because i'm so out of breath that i can't see that's the stress <laughs> think, test. yeah that was the true <laughs> stress test it's like i that's that's the thing the thing with that stress test is i was like I, they told me at the end that oh your heart's fine you can stop worrying about your heart and i was like that's like now i'm assuredly going to die in a heart attack you're like heart that, attack my heart was like just putting years. on a show you yeah, should see no, what I'm doing like watching volleyball for 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a real failure of a stress test. Anyway, uh, have a good foot, you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, and Kevin, take us out. <laughs>